0: Part two of my interview with Amy Fairfield, international teacher and a former colleague at the American School of Marrakesh. She last time told us about Abu Dhabi, Oman, uh, and then of course living in Dubai. She also taught in Hamburg. And where we left off is I asked her about her other travels.
1: And obviously with COVID, not as many places as I would have expected to have gone by this point, but I, I squeezed some in, um, The first fall I was here, I went to Mumbai Mm -hmm. and that actually was also for, I think that was the only like work training trip, but for the DP, um, I went to Mumbai and that was really, really interesting. And I did like, that was a learning, like, even though I had traveled a lot before, that was a learning experience for me because I got to Mumbai and I was like, oh It'll be fine. I've traveled, no worries. But apparently I missed an email from, you know, the organizers of our IB session that said like, oh, let us know your flight details and we'll pick you up at the airport. Mm-hmm. So I went in and thought, "Oh, it'll be totally fine. Like every airport in the world has, you know, taxis whatever. Like how hard could this be?" And before I knew it, I ended up there's pictures. They're blurry. But if you, if Cindy's put the picture up, I ended up, I got in the wrong line and it said, I, I can't remember, I think it said cab. And before I knew it, I was in a tuk tuk in Mumbai, like with no idea where I was. Oh, wow. And Mumbai is huge and overwhelming, like cool, cool city, but huge and overwhelming. and And sc- like it was scary. Like I'm not going to lie. So that kind of made me check myself a little bit from being like, oh, no problem. When (laughs) I'm in this tuk tuk with my suitcase, my suitcase is on my lap. And I think I cried. And because I didn't know where like this man could have taken me anywhere. Of course I was pretty sure he wouldn't, but um I didn't know where the hotel was and whatnot. But that was a that was ended up being a scary but cool experience. But
0: that was a lesson learned. The first so. time that that something like that happened to me, and it, of course, it's not nearly as scary is wasn't as aware of it, it was when I first got there. And no one told me that people first of all, I should have known that they can't cope. They can't drive you because I was staying inside the oh. old city. And yeah, so they can't. yeah, so I had all these people that were, I thought they were taxi drive. Well, some of them were when I got off the bus, they just kind of, you know,
1: Oh, mob yeah. you,
0: they descend. Mob you, and so this. But this one guy, you know, he told me what it would cost, and I we agreed. And then he throws my suitcase into this is my very first trip, obviously. The little push carts they do, yeah. And he yeah. takes off, and I'm like, Oh my gosh, I, I hope he's taking me. you are like, oh, he's, he's got my suitcase. He's got, my, got suitcase. my suitcase. And I'm I'm trying to keep up with him, and and he's taking me, you know, kind of the underground way, you know, through these little yeah. alleys and. And, uh, but of course we, they, it turned out those were shortcuts and voila, you know, we end up exactly where I needed to be, but for the first time it happens, it's, it's a little, it you like, I just hope this is going to end well. So.
1: Yeah. Well, and I think one thing about this whole experience and moving and living different places is like, I think you definitely hone your instincts a little bit on, because you do have to let go of control a little bit. There are going to be Those moments, like you and I have just said, where you're, especially at first, you're questioning, like, this is really shady. Is this going to be okay? (laughs) And you just have to kind of let go and trust that it is. You're like, well, it's out of my hands now. But at the same, on the flip side of that, I think you get, like, a little more astute as you go. Your instincts can figure out, yeah, this is going to be, this is a little bit sketchy, but it's going to be totally fine. Or then you have to trust your instincts to just be like, no, absolutely not. I don't have a good feeling about this. And I know there's no hardcore science behind that, but that's one thing I think I've developed over the whole process is getting to know what seems sketchy and is going to be totally fine or what actually is and absolutely not. Like this is shady and it's not happening. Right. And you're you're not 100% right all the time, but I think your instincts of your your barometer for danger definitely changes
0: yeah. as you
1: go forward a little bit so
0: yeah definitely what surprised you about dubai because you did i mean like we said there were similarities in in the culture and certainly the religion between morocco and there but what were some surprises
1: Um, okay. So, and, and anywhere you move, there's definitely, you have in your mind how you think it's going to be, and it definitely surprises you. So Dubai was a little bit different for me when I moved here because I had visited before I would visited here before two times. Um, and I had my friend, Erin lives here. She still lives here across the street. And then two ladies that I worked with in Hamburg lived here. So I felt like I already had sort of a community here and I visited. So I thought, I was like, no, I've got this, but um, there's always something that surprises you. Um, Dubai is, compared to Morocco, is a bit more organized. Um, Once you've been here a while and you kind of get deep into the infrastructure, it still doesn't always work seamlessly all the time, but it's much more organized. And then coming here after having lived in Morocco, Morocco here, again, on the surface, seems to be more conservative um, but it's actually less conservative day to day than Morocco is um, because there's so many expats here and again they do have a lot of rules about drinking and the way you should dress and things like that but um, in reality. What are some of those? Tell me what what are some of those? um, They've actually relaxed some of the rules and since I moved here in 2018 so now Mm -hmm. almost three years ago Um, there was a rule that if you weren't married, you couldn't live together. So that rule has been relaxed and they've changed the way that you can sign your contracts for apartments. Um, It used to be, and it's still, um, alcohol is quite controlled here. Um, You can't buy it in the supermarket, you can't buy it in the corner store or anything like that, Um, which in Morocco, you can't buy it in the corner store, but um, the supermarket had an area For non-Muslims, you could buy alcohol, unless it was Ramadan. But here, you have to have an alcohol license. um, So you have to apply for it through your job and show a license to buy alcohol in special stores that are kind of hidden away. Um, Mm -hmm. They've relaxed those rules a little bit. Um, Not all restaurants serve. It's usually ones that are associated with um, hotels. There's a bar, bars and restaurants, and which you brought up earlier, which, of course, has sparked the iconic Dubai brunch. And I should have mentioned that earlier, like that's a must do if you visit Dubai, especially if you know it's fun to go. If you're visiting Dubai and you know someone that lives here, it's fun to go with them because they'll know which ones are fun and where to go. But it is really fun, like whether you drink or not, just for the food experience. Mm -hmm. Um, And there's restrictions on it now. So it's more table service, but some of the buffets... That we went to when we first moved here would just absolutely blow your mind. Um, so there, there were just more little things I think that surprised me about Dubai. But I really think that living in Morocco first had sort of—I was less surprised by some of the things than others were. Um, I think people when they move here are surprised by the traffic, how much traffic there are, there is, and. Um, <laughs> There are pretty strict traffic rules, but no one follows them. So you have to be ready for people to literally try to defy the laws of physics when you're driving. (laughs) Or like outside of the front of my building is a pretty like major road and it's a lane of traffic, the far right hand lane and people will just try to stop and let people like get out of the car or into the car just in the middle of the road. Oh wow. That kind of thing. And I think that's surprising for people. Um, to adjust to when they first move here. And for the Brits, it's hard because it's it's the same side of the road as the U.S. But for Brits, it's the opposite for them. So I think some of them have to adjust oh, yeah. to driving on the wrong side of the road. Sure.
0: So. Yeah. So my dog just came up and had to stick her nose and her tail just about knocked something over. But anyway, it's, you know, that's one thing, too. Everybody's working from home. And, you know, even people do television shows and, you know, their kids and their dogs and everybody. You know, comes into the room. So I'm just like, whatever, we'll just go with it. Um Let's go with it. So I so you also have been to Bali, you've been what, what Yeah, is- so I have again, um the
1: the pandemic did curtail some travel plans. We had big plans to go to Sri Lanka for spring break last year, and of course that didn't happen, but um I went to uh Bangkok and Bali for spring break the first year I was here, and that was really cool because Um, our friend Liz was living in Bangkok at the time. So we went to visit her. And again, it's nice when somebody lives there because you get to see the big tourist places, but then you kind of get to see like how their day-to-day is and some little secreted places Mm a way that you might not um, not go to. And I think you go to their like local restaurants and this kind of thing. And you get, I think, a more rich experience if you know someone that lives there. Um, But then we flew together to Bali, which was amazing. I would highly recommend Bali. But again, what was cool about that is not only did we get to visit um, another friend that worked with us in Marrakesh and her husband, and she just had a baby, we got to see them. But a lady that I worked with in Hamburg that now lives in Australia met (laughs) us in Bali. So that's been one thing that's really been cool about this whole thing is you do know people who live all over the world and previously I'd introduced the lady from Australia that joined us to Katie and they had become friends and that sort of thing. So that's always cool to watch your friends become friends with people that you knew from another school or another country or something like that. So yeah, that was a really fun trip. Um, I've been to Georgia, the country, Mm -hmm. which was really, really interesting. Um, And then to see, How that had been, you know, part of at one point the USSR and had broken away. And our taxi driver to the airport was an older gentleman, and he was telling us that he actually preferred the economy was better, and he preferred it when they were under Russian control, which I wouldn't have expected to hear. And then I think they've had some, um, they've had a bit of unrest recently in that general region. So. That was interesting. Um, we went to Bahrain for the weekend, mm-hmm. which is another interesting Middle Eastern country that I never, I don't think I ever would have you know mm-hmm. ended up in. And then I, my, our friend Tara, she and I have pretty consistently, mm-hmm. hi Tara, um, once a year we'll meet. And I met her in Cyprus last mm-hmm. year, just before the lockdown for February break. So yeah, have had some travel opportunities from here and then i'm hoping to go in the next year to zanzibar that's a popular destination Mm -hmm. from dubai a lot of people will visit which is part of tanzania yeah um we'll visit the island of zanzibar so that's really high on my list um a lot of people go to the maldives that's super high on my list next to um i'd also like to go to jordan and turkey so all of these places are places that likely at least some of them i would have gone in sri lanka I would have probably gone already, but because of the pandemic, couldn't get there. Yeah.
0: Do you uh, do you think you'll do this? This will be your career or, you know, like our friend Yasna, or do you feel like this is one part of your life and then there'll be another part or you're just not sure?
1: I'm really not sure. I do really like it. Um, I think it suits me. And then again, like it depends, knock on wood, like if my parents continue to be healthy at home and that sort of thing. But I really, um, yeah, it suits me. I enjoy the experience. I enjoy meeting the people and I really like living in other cultures. And that would be something I would recommend if you are into traveling. It is, it's a whole different live. traveling somewhere and living somewhere are completely different. Um, Because a lot of people, like I lived in Germany and a lot of people have traveled to Germany and it is lovely and it's a great place to live. But there's, when you live there, there's a lot of paperwork. There's a lot of bureaucracy and people that just travel there don't always see that side of it. Like it doesn't stop me from wanting to do it, but there's a big, there's a whole nother level traveling versus living. So Uh you really kind of see the underbelly of places and What you might not see if you're just there on holiday or for your two weeks or whatever, you don't have to like Emily in Paris is not the reality like, you know, you didn't see Emily waiting in line at immigration or Emily files the paperwork or Emily's driver's license, you know, renewal and there's there's some not fun or Emily doesn't get all the paperwork for her, you know, rental contract that wasn't
0: that wasn't featured in the series. Right, right. Well, and you know, in, in some schools, um, th- this was the case in Morocco that your I mean, the only expense I had was my cell phone, and yeah. the rest could go toward food or, you know, whatever travels what it went toward. <laughs> but, you right. know, I think that's another reason why we travel is because we there are such advantages when you live, you know, abroad, it's yeah, yeah. Well, and you do
1: often if you if you teach abroad, your um, you might live in school accommodation, so your housing is paid for, and you don't even see the bills. They like you just they plop you in an apartment, and that's how it was here for the first year. And then you have the option to take your housing allowance, which is actually what pays for this apartment. So this apartment is paid for by school, and then our salaries here are also tax free. So, I know that's a, that's definitely a positive towards teaching abroad. Is I have a tax free salary and my housing and no rent. I mean, we have some other expenses, car if you have it. We have to pay like power and electric and all of that sort of thing. But I don't pay rent, right? For this, so really that would does. never happen it's
0: in the well U.S. Knows. That would never
1: happen in the U.S. So no, that's a, that's a positive for sure.
0: Well, I always end with this, Um, you know, if you, one day, you know, if you, if you have uh, a daughter or a son or, you know, maybe even a younger uh, member of your family now, would you advise them to do what you're doing? And just in general, in terms of just your life and and what have been the highlights and what has made your life rich, um, not just the travel, but other things, what would you say to them? Well, and I, I have
1: <laughs> the first thing I would say to them, and we talked about this sort of off camera is wear sunscreen, <laughs> first yes. of all. Yes. Um, so like I said, we talked about that. And in Dubai is um, it's part of my everyday life. When I, I was telling Cindy, when I lived in Hamburg, um, I had melanoma, which I probably did not get in Hamburg. That was probably a result of years. And then I think Morocco probably finished that off, but yeah. Um, Now, then I did choose, knowing that I had had that, I did choose to live somewhere where the sunshine is blazing year round. So that is something that I have to be really, really mindful of, like every day. And that's one of the things you don't, like nobody talks about. It's not on the Netflix series is just being really vigilant when I'm on these pool days about how much sun I'm getting, which again, probably seems like a funny comment, but
0: it is part of my everyday life. Um, Well, and we both, we both, I had an old too, and just had it yeah. removed. And both of us, it was our arm. Which, yeah, you know, you always am careful about my face and certain things, but you know, I, I just never dreamed I haven't been as vigilant, but I will be yeah. now about my. Yeah, arm. and I've been very like
1: always on my face, but now like. I have a little crater on my arm. Um, factor 50 goes on my arms every day, every day. And when I do go to these pool days and beach days, I have a sun shirt that I wear, and I sit under the umbrella, and I have to be really careful about that. So again, that seems like a really random thing to say, but I think is important to say because a lot of these places that you're going, you know, you are at the beach and going out in the sun, and you know, it does happen quickly. Um, but it has um, another one that's kind of. Um, easy and silly is arrive early to the airport everywhere you go because the unexpected does happen. Mm-hmm. Um, we know that from Morocco and um, that trip to Bali, I mentioned um, from Bangkok, we initially missed our flight to Bali and our friend Angela was there by herself. And I almost killed Aaron and Liz. Cause I was like, Oh, I think we should leave early. And they were <laughs> like, Oh, we'll be fine. And we missed our flight mm-hmm. and it was fine. We had a love, we actually ended up having a lovely evening at the Bangkok airport um we we got a hotel we didn't just stay in the bangkok airport which was in the airport but um it ended up costing us a bit more and that could have been avoided but when you're working international and you're working you know unless you know the airport like arrive early that's an easy one um but i would recommend it to anyone that is thinking about doing it like it has like in more ways than just the money, like it really has made my life a lot richer, Um, opened my eyes to different perspectives and different people. And that's the one thing people always ask me between Morocco, Germany, and Dubai, UAE, which one is my favorite? And it's really, really hard to choose because it really, in the end, boils down to the people. Like if I hadn't been in Marrakesh or Hamburg or Dubai, then I think about the people that wouldn't be in my life, and I can't imagine them. Not that the people at home aren't lovely too, but I just can't imagine not having them. Um, but one thing that I would think about if you are thinking about doing it, like I'm a big advocate for it. I think yes, it is. It is. You know, it it is a risk to take, and you know, it might seem scary, but in the end, will you know whether you love it or you hate it? In the end, and you end up going home early, you will learn about. I think the most you'll learn about is you learn about yourself. You really reflect on yourself and how you react to things and setbacks and what you really want from life um i think is the big thing and then i think one thing that you really have to be ready for is you have to be ready to know that you are going to miss things at home and that's especially hard Mm -hmm. at first like now i'm a few years out and I I don't yeah. know I'm, this is my eighth year out of the U.S. which it's gone fast but yeah. you have to be ready to miss weddings and sh- bridal showers and birthdays and that can be really really hard mm-hmm. at home because of course you want to be there for all of the things and especially at first they're used to having mm-hmm. you around but that's and it is like it's, people understand and it is sad but you have to be ready to miss some things but you're getting other experiences Right. That you wouldn't have before. But I think that's the toughest thing is you do have it, you know, there is a payback and you do have to be ready to miss out on some things at home. Right. And just you celebrate with your friends and with your family, things you missed in another way. Right. So yeah. Well,
0: but thank yes, you I just that. wanted
1: to thank you, Cindy. Thanks. It's been great chatting with yeah. you. And I'm, I'm flattered that you asked me and
0: I, yeah. I just, I want to get there one day. I'm I'm just so yeah. glad we had this chance to catch up and, and, you know, the pictures look amazing, but it's just so fun to actually get to talk to you about it. So yeah. So thank you very much. And, and thank you guys for listening and we will see you yeah. soon. Thanks again to Amy for inspiring us to see more of the world. My three years of international teaching changed me forever. I agree that travel shared with or hosted by Kindred Spirits makes every experience richer. If you're interested in international teaching, please see the links in the show notes to post on Southern Girl Gone Global, where I share more of my experience and give resources on getting started as an educator abroad. In upcoming episodes, you'll hear of more ways to afford travel, including educators who want to give their students the world without moving abroad and for friends wanting to take off on an adventure. Stay tuned for the next two episodes where the focus will shift to Italy, a place on many people's bucket lists for summer. I'll be talking with three guides on what to expect and how they can help if you decide to visit their home country. As an educator of 40 years in high schools and universities, I do truly believe that travel is the ultimate way of learning, no matter our age. Take care and see you soon.